Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matas Weingast, and I'm in for Nachum Siegel this morning, as uh, he is in the uh, state of Israel, and uh, you'll hear him tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning uh, from Yom NCSY in Ranana, and on Friday in Israel with the NCSY summer programs in Beit Shemesh. I'm here with you today on this morning after Tisha B'Av. It is the 10th of Av, 5777, August 2nd, 2017, in Dafyomi Yud Zion in Sanhedrin. It's uh, going to be a, a warm day here in our area, 72 degrees outside right now, partly cloudy, going up to a high of 88 degrees with afternoon thunderstorms expected going down to 69 degrees. And in Yushalayim right now, it is 88 degrees and sunny. Beautiful day and 67 degrees is the expected low tonight. Uh, and it is expected to be cloudy. I hope uh, everyone's tish above went well, as as it were, and that the uh, fasting was uh, was easy. Uh, as uh, as is traditional here on JM and the AM, the morning after Tisha B'Av, in our time at least, our time area, we uh, we play selections from Shlomo Kabach's stories, and that's what we're going to do all morning long uh, here on the JM and the AM. We'll continue right through to 9 o'clock with stories of uh, Rabbi Shlomo Kabach. We'll get to that in just a few seconds, and uh, and then there will be... Uh, Great, great programming all day long. There'll be more selections of stories after 9 o'clock. And then a live lunch today as we transition out of the nine-day period uh, for us in this area. For some, it is already past that time, uh, but we are going to be uh, formatting today, as it were, with uh, this time zone in mind. So we're going to get right to uh, stories of Rav Shlomo Kabak. We're going to start off with the Wounded Soldier. We have a, a whole bunch, and uh, I'm glad you could all join us this morning right here on JM in the AM. After the war in Lebanon, a professor of English literature walked into one of the great giants in Israel, one of the holy rabbis. This professor had come out in the newspapers a lot of times. He says the most terrible thing which can happen to any Jewish child is have religious education cripples them forever and he says I wish we could abolish Jewish education he walks into this great rabbi and he says rabbi I came to tell you I dedicate my life to Jewish education the great rabbi looked at him and he says are you for real or did you come to make fun of me he says a story up in Lebanon in the mountains I was shot I was bleeding very heavily and it was clear to me unless the soldiers find me I'll be dead in two hours here I'm lying on the ground bleeding have two hours to live what should I do? what am I going to think about? I'm teaching English literature I'll think about Hamlet no, it doesn't go I'm also a Zionist. I remember every word Achad Am ever wrote. It doesn't go. Before I knew it, I could feel tears rolling down my cheeks. 
but my Zayde Holding me by my little hand and walking with me Him keep a night to the synagogue I remember the most happiest hours of my life Sitting on my father's shoulders Dancing on Sims Tyler I remember the mother kindling lights But the night was so holy So beautiful My grandson, God forbid, would ever be wounded, has two hours to live. He has nothing to think about, because I never gave him anything. Then I realized, do you only need it the last two hours of your life? Don't you need it every second of your life? Something holy to remember? Something beautiful to be attached to So I made a vow And I said, Master of the world If you hear my prayer If you let me live I will dedicate my life to Jewish education When I woke up I was in the hospital And here I am outside Warsaw. He became a rabbi when he was 18 years old. And you know, Nishomala and Dari to become a rabbi in Poland before the Second World War when you're 18. You have to be something special. But his specialty was, he said, children when they're five years old, they already need a rabbi. 
They need somebody to connect their souls to the highest place in heaven. Here the kingdom of children. And you know, my beautiful, beautiful brothers and sisters and my beautiful children. Imagine an old Yidale comes to the Piazzetzne and a little boy or a little girl of five. To the man of 80, he talked for two minutes. Was a child of five or six or seven or ten or twelve. He'll talk all night. Here the yeshiva, with thousands of kids, it was their father, their mother, their best friend. He was in the Warsaw ghetto. While he was in the ghetto, he wrote a book, it's called Achshoros of Rechem. Young people, prepare yourself. And the book Eish Kodesh, Holy Fire. The Holy Fire are the timers, the teachings, he said on Shabbos in the ghetto. Achshoros of Rechem is like after the Messiah come. Like he is talking to you, to me, to our children. Let's become prophets again. He buried the manuscript under a broken house. And also after the war, a little Polish boy walked up to an American soldier and he says, I have some papers here. Would you like to buy it for a dollar? He gave him a dollar. He realized it's Hebrew. He took it to the chaplain, who at that time was Robert Hollander. He printed the book. And there it says, in Hebrew, in English, and in German, when you find this book, be no more Jews in Poland, maybe no more Jews in Europe, maybe no more Jews in the world. But in Yerushalayim, be Jews because Yerushalayim cannot live without Jews. Please find the first Jew. Beg him in my name to print this manuscript. And I swear to you, whoever learned my book, whoever will print this manuscript, I will pray for them. I will lie before God's holy throne and pray for them. When the book came out, I couldn't believe it. It pierced My heart, I'm sure, it pierced your heart. Your hearts too. And I was asking everyone, where are those kids? Is anybody alive? I'd love to speak to them. And I was told there's nobody left. Now open your hearts, my friends. One day, one day, one day, a few years ago, I walked down the Yarkon, the street by the beach in Tel Aviv. And here I saw a hunchback, so broken, so broken. His face was beautiful and most handsome, but his whole body was completely misfigured. Sweeping the floor, sweeping the streets. I had a feeling this person is special. And I said, Shalom Lecha, peace unto you. He answered back in very heavy Polish, Yiddish, Hebrew. He says, Allah Shulam. Allah Shulam. I said, are you from Poland? He says, yes, I'm from Piazetzne. 
I couldn't believe it, be a Sassner. I said to him, have you ever seen the Holy Rab Kleinem as Kalman? And he says, what do you mean if I saw him? I learned in his yeshiva and his school from the age of five till I was 11. When I was 11, I came to Auschwitz. I was so strong, they thought I was 17. I was whipped and kicked and hit. I never healed. That's the way I look now. Says I have nobody in the world. I'm all alone. Kept on sweeping the floor. I said, my sweetest friends, do you know? My whole life I'm waiting to see you. The person who saw up to him is Kalman. The person who was one of his children. Please give me over one of his teachings. He looked at me and he says, do you think I can be in Auschwitz for five years and still remember teachings? I said, yes, I'm sure. The Heilige Rebbeinim is Kalman's teachings. How could you forget them? But he was a real chsidish yid. He says, okay, wait. He went to wash his hands. Ich 
it doesn't exist anymore. I wanted to commit suicide. In the last moment, I could hear my rabbi's voice saying, Kinderlar, gedenkje. The greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. This is to you know how many favors you can do in Auschwitz at night. People are lying on the floor crying. And nobody even has strength to listen to their stories anymore. I would walk from, from one person to the other and say, why are you crying? And they would tell me about their children, about their wife. And they'll never see this life again till Mashiach is coming. I would hold their hands and cry with them. Walk to another person. Gave me strength for a few weeks. When I was at the end, I hear my rabbi's voice. I want you to know I'm here in Tel Aviv. I have nobody in the world. Do you know there are moments when I take off my shoes and I'm going down to the beach. I'm already up to my nose in the ocean. But I can't help but I hear my rabbi's voice again saying, The greatest thing in the world is... Remember, precious children, the greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. He looked at me for a long time and he says, Do you know how many favors you can do on the streets of the world? Kept on sweeping the streets. This was for Shoshone. I had to go back to New York. The first night of Hanukkah, I came back the next morning early. I'm back on the Yakon looking for my holy hunchback. Couldn't find him. I asked some people, Have you ever seen the holy hunchback? The street cleaner? I said, Don't you know, don't you know? On the second day of Sukkot, he left the world. Mashiach is coming, let it be today, let it be tonight, let it be soon When God will redeem the world And all the holy people will call them out of their graves And the holy hunchback, the holy street cleaner He will come back again And he will clean the streets of the world And you know how he will clean the streets But teaching the world the greatest thing in the world is To do somebody else a favor But now listen to me, my beautiful children After that, I had privilege I was privileged to meet another person who saw Rabbi Kalman He was not really one of his students But he saw him in the Warsaw Ghetto This was the last year of the ghetto. And the Germans made it clear anybody who would dance in Mustoya will be shot immediately. But again, who has strength to dance? Suddenly word got around. The Kleine Miskalm and the Holy Rebbe of Pierce Hessene invites everyone. He found a bombed out house and there's a cellar. 5,000 people can be there. He wants to dance the most time. 
And maybe you know my beautiful friends, but some rappers all the see them dance. And Koshnitz and Pia Setzner, only the rappers dancing. But where he takes you and he dances. And the rapper Pia Setzner still had the Torah of the Koshnitz and Magid. He invites everyone to come to dance. The year that he told me the story, I'm coming to the cellar. And there's nothing else was going on in the Warsaw Ghetto. Maybe 20,000 people were standing there. It was impossible to breathe. It was hell. Everybody was telling the other how many people died. How many people were dying? How many people were sick? How many were sent to Auschwitz? I thought to myself, what did I need this for? Everybody said one thing, I don't believe in God anymore. There is no God. What am I doing as a Mustar? I don't believe in the Torah. And every second I think I'm leaving. Suddenly word got around, the Rebbe is not coming. Because his holy son, his only son, Rebbe the Melech, was shot on the second day of Sukkot. But then people said, no, the Rebbe is coming. A few minutes later, word gets around, the Rebbe is not coming. Rebbe and his daughter-in-law were shot two days ago. Shana Rabbe. The Rebbe is not coming. No, the Rebbe is coming. Suddenly, suddenly, close your eyes, friends. Come with me to the Warsaw Ghetto Simbustoira night. There won't be another Simbustoira like this. The machine is coming. Suddenly, suddenly, And he began singing, join me.
the privilege to study it together with my beautiful children. I'm begging you, parents. Tell your children. Children, remember. Most precious children, remember. The greatest thing in the world is to do somebody else a favor. Sit down and talk to you. Do you remember? Do you remember? Before you got married, you were engaged to somebody else. You loved each other so much for so many years. And suddenly you broke up with her. And you married your present wife. Let me tell you, the first girl has not forgiven you And until she'll forgive you, you won't have children This is 20 years ago This was in Lithuania, in Bilkomia, in the little Städtele Who 
What's she doing now? I don't know where she is. Ah, the stable bean says I'll tell you exactly where she is. You have 10,000 rubles? Go to Leipzig, Germany. Everybody knows. 150 years ago, 200 years ago, Leipzig had the big fair. All the merchants came from all over the world. The fair has three months. Says, you have enough money for a hotel? Go there and you'll find her. You know, friends, do you know what it means to look for somebody for three months? Wherever you are, you think maybe this person is somewhere else. The last day of the fair, he has not found her yet. He's besides himself. He's running through the streets looking for her. There's rain and he's standing under the canopy. And while he's standing there, a very beautiful lady comes also to stand under the canopy. So he moves away to make space for her. She looks at him. And she says, whenever I come, you move away. It's her. You know, he's besides himself. He's looking for her for three months since the last day of the fair. He falls down to the ground and kisses her feet. She looks at him and she says, Do you have children? He says, No. He holds onto her feet and he says, Please, please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Forgive me. Forgive me for God's name. Please, please. Only if you forgive me will I have children. I'm begging you, forgive me. She says, okay, I'll forgive you. Under one condition. I forgive you under one condition. Remember my brother? How could I forget? Exactly a week from tonight, brother's daughter is getting married and he doesn't have a single penny for the wedding his mom is besides himself he's losing his mind how much money do you have he says I'm here for two months I, I had 10,000 but now I have only eight she says okay I'll tell you what to do for 2,000 you get yourself the best horse you can change horses on the way get in the horse right now you can be by my brother and the moment you give the six thousand rubles to my brother at that moment I'll forgive you and she's walking away and he says to her can I walk with you and she's like and the very hard smile says to him no where I go you can't go she disappears. He runs to the hotel, packs, gets on a horse. And you know how a person looks like riding on a horse day and night? He arrives in the commune. And he remembers where her brother lives. Her brother's walking out the house. Tonight is a wedding. Doesn't have a single penny. Doesn't know what to do with himself. You can imagine... He hasn't washed in a week, hasn't combed in a week, hasn't eaten in a week. 
walks in, he says, I came to help you. Oh, he says, please, have Rachmanus, have compassion. Please, I'm losing my mind. Don't, don't bother me today. Come back tomorrow. He says, no, I came to help you. I says, you must be kidding the way you look like. He says, no. I saw your sister in Leipzig and she sends you money. He says, you're crazy. My sister's dead 20 years. after the concert people told me tonight is an engagement why don't you come I went there and I played I don't know suddenly had this terrible urge to tell the story I told the story of the Sea of Lublin a year later I get a letter and the groom writes to me thank you for coming telling us the story I wanted to know it was exactly my story. I was going with a girl for four years, and then I broke up and married this other girl. But after I heard the story, I knew what I have to do. The same night, I knocked on my old girlfriend's door. drivers in Israel, Egged. I mean, everybody knows they're the cutest, the finest, unbelievable people. And they were there with their families, they had a picnic, or the bus drivers were somewhere in Tivon, in a park. And at the concert, I said, bus drivers, you are not simple bus drivers. When someone comes and asks you the way from Tel Aviv to Haifa, you think they only ask you the way from Tel Aviv to Haifa? They ask you, 
What should I do with my life? I don't know the way anymore. So I bless you. You should always know what to say. During the mission, I walk around and I talk to the bus drivers. And a very simple bus driver comes to me and he says, I want you to know one thing. When I make Kiddush, it's holy. When my wife benches lift, it's the holy of holiest. Ah, I see different kind of language. We can talk in time. He opened up his heart to me and he says, you know, when you said that we bus drivers are little rabbis, when people come and ask us the way, it's true. Let me tell you a story which happened to me a few weeks ago. I'm driving the bus, the last bus, between Haifa and Tel Aviv. After Zichan Yaakov, there's an old cemetery. It's not really a bus stop, but if someone's standing there, I pick them up. A few weeks ago, I saw a lady standing there. There was nobody in the bus, I was all alone. She comes on the bus. I see she is besides herself. She says, tell me the truth. Did you see her? I said, whom did I see? The other woman, didn't you see her standing with me? Because you know something, I didn't pay that much attention. I see she's just having a nervous breakdown. I said, sit down behind me and tell me your story. The Germans came to lodge I was four years old I loved my father and my mother But the most, most, most Most, 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 most I loved my Zayde My Zayde and I So special, so deep Whenever I was crying My mother came running and my father You know who came running first? My Zayde. Sometimes I had the feeling even before I cry. My Zayde only. Oh, only my Zayde. He could hear me cry before I cried. And I was only crying in my heart. The Germans came one morning, one morning. My mother said to me, I'm so sorry. For a few days you have to go to a non-Jewish neighbor Promise you won't make any noise Promise you'll behave I'll be back in a few days She carried me My mother left After she left The non-Jewish neighbors came into my room with a kitchen knife and They held it over me and they said If you make noise We'll have to kill you Because he'll endanger our life and the life of our children. I never said one word. I never cried. But inside, 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 deep, deep inside, I was crying. And I was always wondering, 
person in the world, your mother. I never forget the way my mother kisses me. This woman was holding me, and she said to me in Yiddish, I swear to you, I swear to you, you say they hurt you all the time. I swear to you, you say the years yesterday. I was saying, where's my mother? Where's my mother? She kept on saying, you say the years you are. I don't know how long this was going on. Then she says to me, "Man, this kid, my dark kid, it's too bad. It's late. Come, I'll take you to the bus station." Getting later, later, later. 
just a few minutes before the holy Shabbos. She went out on the street. She stood on the street corner praying, crying, Master of the world. How can it be Shabbos with my holy husband? Without holy lights of Shabbos. In Lublin, I was a very rich man, very wealthy, actually a playboy, like a playboy is supposed to be. And he didn't really care so much for Shabbos. And he was just driving with eight horses, like a rich man. But I want you to know, friends, maybe on the outside he was a playboy. But inside, He was so holy, was so good. He passes by the street corner and there he sees this beautiful lady crying. He stopped the horses and he says to her, My dearest lady, is there anything I can do for you? She says, obviously you're a rich man, so... But I want you to know, all I need is two pennies to buy two candles for the holy shabbos. Here they are. She looked at him for a long time and she said, You'll never know how much you gave me. But I bless you. I bless you with the light of Shabbos. I bless you with the light of paradise. Should shine into your heart from now on and forever. He jumped back on the horses drove away. The Holy Rebbeson bought two candles and the house was full with great light. The Sea of Lublin goes to the synagogue to pray. And you know when we pray, I don't know how far we are going, but the Sea of Lublin, when he prayed, his soul went up to heaven. And they saw the heavenly court was in commotion. And they said to him, Sea of Lublin, You always make us trouble. We are accustomed to it. But now your Rebetzin, your holy wife, she blessed this playboy, an absolutely obnoxious human being, with the light of Shabbos. Just look down where he's going. He was sitting on the horses, whipping them. He had some appointment with one of his young ladies, and he was late. Look where he's going. The Holy See of Lublin said, You know why he's going there? Because he never tasted the light of paradise. He never tasted the light of Shabbos. He said to the heavenly court, I make a deal with you. Let the light of Shabbos shine into his heart for just one half hour. Let's see what he will do. At that moment, heaven opened all the gates before this playboy. And suddenly he felt life is so holy. Time is so precious. The world is so deep. The world is so beautiful. At himself and he says Master of the world What am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my life? And he realized there's only one place to go He turned the horses around 
went to the same street corner where you saw the Robertson. He says, I'm going to spend Shabbos where my two candles are burning. Want you to know my beautiful friends? Again, I don't know his name, but he became one of the greatest, holiest, most glorious pupils of the Sea of Lublin. And the light of his paradise is still shining. Let it be you and me into the whole stories from Shlomo Kalbach from uh, various uh, albums entitled Shlomo's Greatest Stories. We heard just now Ribbitson of Lublin. Before that, The Bus Driver and the Lady. Uh, let's see. Before that, Forgiven at Last. Moshe David and the Chernovitzer and the Wounded Soldier started out this first hour of JM in the AM, Matas Weingast, with you in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum is in the state of Israel, the land of Israel. And uh, he, um, he'll be broadcasting tomorrow. It's going to be very exciting programming. Uh, he'll be broadcasting tomorrow from, uh, from Israel, of course, from Yom NCSY in Ranana, and on Friday... He'll be with the NCSY summer programs in Beit Shemesh. So very exciting programming to uh, to hear. And uh, that is something to look forward to. Today is the 2nd of August, the 10th day in the month of Av, as we do traditionally following uh, Tisha B'Av, we uh, play songs from Shlomo Kalbach. We'll get to more of those in the next two hours. It's top of the hour, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Here on uh, JM and the AM, you are tuned to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world on NachumSiegel.com, the NSN network, and uh, the NSN app. Great way to listen, to comment, to uh, tell us how Tishabov was. Hopefully the fast was uh, was easy for everyone and uh, the day very meaningful for everyone. A couple of announcements to make here. Uh, I want to wish Mazel Tov to Nachum and Stacy's friends, the Kaplans of the Lower East Side. This uh, this this uh, Mazel Tov goes out to the Kaplan and Siegel families. The upcoming marriage of their children. Leonia and Avram Eliezer. So we wish, wish them a Mazel Tov coming up. And uh, that comes from all of us here at JM and the AM. And of course from Nachman and Stacy, great friends of theirs. Programming continues throughout the day today at 9 o'clock. We'll continue with the 10th of Av programming, these more stories of Shlomo Kalbach. 
Then, Avrami hosts the Wednesday Live Lunch featuring great Jewish music as we transition out of the nine days, tenth of Av format. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, Hour of Jewish Soul with uh, Charlie Burnhout, and at midnight, JM and the AM Encores, this program. Uh, this coming, let's see, what is it? This coming uh, Shabbos, is it? Let's double check on that. This coming Shabbos. The Adult Education Committee of the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills invites the entire community to uh, hear Rabbi Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff. That's Shabbos afternoon at 6.30 before Mincha. It'll be in the main shul. His topic will be Positive Developments in the Torah Scene in Israel. Then at Shalashudas, uh, following Mincha, at 7.40, he'll speak on Moscow Revisited, a miracle in our times. Quite interesting. That's going to be this coming Shabbos. Everyone is invited. Adult Education Committee, the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Now, a little uh, sooner than that, this coming Thursday, tomorrow night at 7.30, everyone is invited to AFSI's annual Vladimir Zev Jabotinsky Memorial Tribute. It's taking place at the Park East Synagogue on 68th Street in New York City. That's at 7.30. Danny Dayan, the Consul General of Israel, is the featured speaker and guest speaker will be uh, David Hatwell, education and pres- educator and president of the One Family Fund. He will. Uh, they will be speaking there. It's sponsored by the Americans for Safe Israel, AFSI. For information, call 212-828-2424-212-828-2424. And uh, that is, uh, that's the information. And some of the announcements for the rest of this week. We're going to go back to, uh, yeah, no news from Israel this morning. We will be uh, joined by Robert Goldwasser a little bit uh a little bit later than the usual 7.30, uh, but uh, we'll be joined by Rabbi Goldwasser with his thoughts on the 10th of Av. We're going to go back to the uh, stories of Shlomo Kabach right here on JM in the AM. There's an unbelievable story. At the beginning of the 19, of the 20th century, think about 1907, 1908 was a war between Russia and Japan. And said they didn't have so many young Jewish people but left it. And they all came to the Sfasamas, to the Heiliges Sfasamas, the deepest, deepest, deepest of the deep, and asked him for his blessing. And he blessed everyone that the miracle should happen, they should not have to go to the war. There was one young man, so able, so gentle, and so holy. Really, he was not fit to be a soldier. And the Sfasamas says to him, Wait a minute. Goes into his room. Comes back with a book. It's a little manual how to do circumcisions. To be a bris. How to make a bris. And he says to him, Here, learn how to make a bris. And I bless you. Bless you even when you go to the army. You should come back with Shalom. Peacefully and with joy. And he begins crying. says, Rebbe, please bless me. You shouldn't have to go to the war. But Sir Samus is already talking to somebody else. He is drafted and he goes to basic training 
and without saying anything bad, all those Russian and Polish peasants, without saying anything bad, they're so, so dirty. And this officer is so ashamed of them, they don't shine their shoes, they don't take care of their rifles. And then suddenly there is, like a general comes to look at the basic training, the soldiers, the new soldiers, and this officer tells them, I'll tell you the truth, I'm not so proud of all the other soldiers, but there's one Jew here. He's very clean, he looks very beautiful. So he's introduced to the general. The general says, I want to talk to your private. Takes him to his office, takes a pistol in his hand. And he says, is it true? Did you only eat kosher food? He says, yes. He holds the pistol to his heart and he says, hey, you are the soldier of the Tsar of Russia. And the Tsar doesn't want you to be hungry. The Tsar wants you to eat all the food you can get your hands on. So I order you to eat treffe food. He says, I'm sorry. I'm a servant of God, not of the Russian Tsar. Walks up and down in his room. Then he comes up to him again and he says, I heard you keep Shabbos. Is that true? He says, yes. Is he crazy, he says? You're a soldier in the army of the Russian Tsar. You keep Shabbos. The Tsar needs you to work every day. And Mama says, young man, this is the test of his life. He says, I'm sorry. I'm a servant of God. And he's holding the pistol against his heart. Suddenly he smiles and puts down the pistol and he says to him, listen to me. Nobody knows, but I'm Jewish. My wife just had a baby. I need a mole. I'm not religious. But one thing I know, a mole has to keep Shabbos and eat kosher food. So I just wanted to test you. If you really eat kosher, if you really keep Shabbos. But now that I see that you do, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I'll sign you out from here. And I say, I need you to take you with me. And after you do the bris, after you circumcise my baby, I will give you civilian garments and you can just run home. Suddenly he remembered, I don't even know how to make a bris. Kival, kival, the head gives for Samus. He gave him a book, how to do it. You know, friends, those rabbis, what eyes they had, what hearts they have, such a privilege to know. Shabbos, good Shabbos. Moshe Leganev, 
measure bush by the holy bush Shem Tov. Yet the holiest, loftiest, most glorious students, but also one of them, one of his followers, his chassid, was Moshe Leganev. A simple thief, his profession was stealing, but after he became a follower of the holy bal Shem, he changed his whole ways. He didn't steal from the poor anymore, only from the rich. But whenever he was just nearly caught, the police was on his tail, he would run into the Holy Bal Shem Tov. He would run to the synagogue and look for his holy master. And he would say, Hey, the police is looking for me. Please, make them forget. And the Holy Bal Shem put his holy hands on Moshe Leganov's head. And he would walk out happy and the police would never look for him again. By. And Moshe Leganev lives the happy life of a thief. Whenever he is nearly caught, he runs to the Holy Vashem, the Vashem to blesses him. And he's not even careful anymore when it comes to stealing. Because he knows the Vashem to always will get me out. So now everybody knows that the Holy Vashem to passed away on Shurs. You know what Moshe's dream was? Because even between you and me, how rich are the rich people in Mezhebush, right? the poor are, they have nothing. But the rich, how much can you steal? Ten rubles, five rubles? So Moishila had an unbelievable dream. One time in his life, he really wants to steal something solid. Some big stuff. So a few days before Shurus, Moishila was told the most unbelievable news that a relative of the Tsar is carrying with him 30,000 rubles from a certain city to St. Petersburg, 30,000 rubles in those days was a fortune. Okay, Moshe organized everything. He knew exactly the day he is coming. He knew already the, exactly the room he will stay at night. He got himself ladders. He organized all the thieves should be there. Somehow he climbed through the window, got the 30,000 rubles. And when they got down, they were so happy all the thieves were dancing. We're not afraid the police because of a Shem to fool. Okay, it didn't take long. The whole city knew Moshe Leganev stole 30,000 rubles and the relative of the Tsar, he really, he says, this time I'm, I'm not going to let it pass. I want the thief to give me back the 30,000 rubles. Moshe was not afraid. It was two days after Shavuos. He walks into the smelters and says, I need the Shem to badly, the police is on my tail. their faces they were also said he said what happened don't you know don't you know the holy world Shem Tov is not in this world anymore there's a darkness in the world I gewalt it he feel it was so clear to him gewalt what a friend I had Moishli knew you're not permitted to steal and yet the Holy Bar Shemtev had so much patience for him. He says, isn't there anybody else like the Bar Shem? Didn't he leave any successor? And one of his holy students 
was very holy, but maybe in relationship to people he was too strict. Someone says to him, yes, here in the corner is the Heilige tallest Jakob Yosef. But everybody knows he was very strict. He runs up to him and he says, Holy Master, please, I want you to know I'm a follower of the Holy Balshem. And whenever I steal the Balshem to blesses me, the police shouldn't find me or should forget about it. I stole 30,000 votes. Please bless me fast. He says, what? Are you crazy or something? I should bless somebody who steals. Get out of here fast before I throw you out with my own hands. You know, he was holy. But he was not the Baal He had nowhere to go. He was afraid. He ran to the cemetery. Found the new grave of the Holy Baal And he threw himself on the grave. And he began crying and he said, Heilige Baal Holy Master. Do you know that everybody wants to be a Rebbe Master of good people? Everybody wants to be a teacher of holy people. But you, you were so godlike, you were so holy. You were also the rapper of thieves. But I'm asking you, how could you leave this world? How could you forget about us? Story. 
Mr. Moshe heard the Torah from paradise You couldn't be a thief anymore In fact, he became so holy, so exalted That the Heilige Befraim appointed him To be his successor And you know, friends, we don't know his name The last few minutes before Shabbos The last few minutes before Shabbos Are so deep and so exalted It's a little bit like Yom Kippur It's a little bit like Sukkot and Simchus Torah Also like Shavuos And Shabbos I receive the Torah again But this is what I want to share with you The Heilige Reb Shloim when he was only a young man, maybe 16, 17 years old, or maybe even younger, went to Lizhensk, to the grave of the Holy Rabbi Lemelech, who had passed away maybe 90 years before Shloim came to visit Lizhensk. Shlomelebobbe came to Nizhensk and is asking, Is there anybody still alive who saw the Holy Rabbi Rabbi Nemelech? And they tell him, Yes, there's an old woman here. She's 97 years old. And when she was nine years old, she was a dishwasher in the house of Rabbi Nemelech. Oh, this is unbelievable. He says, Would it be possible to see her? And the Chesidim say, Gewalt, for grandson of the Holy Sanja, everything is possible. Rabbi Schleimler said to him, My dear, my dear Boba, my dear sweetest lady, forgive me for bringing you here, but I want so much to hear. Tell me anything about Rabbi Rabbi Lemelech. She says, You know, I'm an old woman. My memory is not so good anymore. 
I don't really remember so much. And the Gopshleimer says, can't believe it. The Holy of Holies? Tell me anything, even one word, one moment of his life. She began smiling to herself and she says, you know, there was one thing which I could never forget. You know, we, the people in the kitchen, you know, maybe there were hundreds of people every Shabbos, there was a big staff in the kitchen and said, you know, we did not treat each other so good, maybe a little rough sometimes. So Friday, a few minutes before Shabbos, the Heilig Rebbe the Holy of Holiest, the sweetest of the sweet, would come to the kitchen. And he would stand by the door of the kitchen, and this is what he would say. My precious children, my sweetest friends, maybe, 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 maybe I hurt your feelings during the week, maybe I didn't treat you with enough respect, maybe I did something wrong to you, I'm begging you forgive me, because how could I enter Shabbos if I hurt? One of you, one of you precious young people He would cry bitter tears And he would walk up to each one of us and say Please forgive me, I promise, I promise next week I'll treat you better But then we really didn't treat each other so good We began crying Begging each other for forgiveness And she said to Schleimerlein you think you know what you're keeping with? If you weren't in the kitchen of Rabbi Melech before Shabbos, you've never seen him Kippur. But after he came out from the kitchen, the heavy Rabbi Melech would go into his dining room, and there was the Rebbetson and the children. The Heli Gabriela would say again to his children, My sweetest, holiest children, You are the greatest gift God gave me. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Every one of his children There's so much tears There's so much love with the children Give out, give out, give out There is no young kibber in the world Who could describe The way Rabbi Lameda has his children for forgiveness Then he walked up to his holy Rebbetson Because everybody knows on Friday before Shabbos Adam and Eve have to fix everything 
which have between them on the first Friday about the tree of knowledge and tree of life. So the Rabbi the Mailer will walk up to his step and say, and he would ask him for forgiveness, he would say, my holy wife, holy father, my children, I'm begging you, I'm crying before you. Forgive me, forgive me a million times. If I hurt your feelings, if I didn't treat you the way the princess has to be treated. And give out, give out, the woman said. I want you to know those few minutes before Shabbos in the house of Rabbi Lamelech, they carry me forever. The uh, Bubba Varebi in Lazensk. <laughs> Sorry about that. Missed, uh, missed something there. Bubba Varebi in Lazensk. That was the name of the selection we just heard from Rabbi Shleimakabach, from the incomparable stories of his. We are presenting this morning here on Jame and the Ayamatis Wine Guest with you in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum is in the uh, land of Israel right now, and he'll be uh, broadcasting tomorrow from. Yom NCSY in Renana and Friday programming with uh, NCSY summer programs in Beit Shemesh. Be very, very exciting to hear those shows. We are here till nine o'clock presenting great stories from Rabbi Shlomo Kabach as we do on the uh, morning of the tenth of Av. Traditionally, hope uh, that your day was meaningful yesterday. On Tisha B'Av, we are here with you. A programming continues all day long here on the stream and on the network. Uh, with more stories from Shlomo Kabach at 9 o'clock, then a Wednesday live lunch with Avrami. He'll be bringing us great Jewish music, transitioning into a post-Tishabov format. Tonight at 7 p.m., Hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Burnhout, featuring great cantorial music. And an encore of this show at midnight tonight, early tomorrow morning. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in, uh, in just a minute. want to uh, wish again a mazel tov to uh, friends of Nachum and Stacy's, the Kaplans of the Lower East Side. They'll be uh, celebrating in a, uh, with a wedding coming up. And uh, it's mazel tov to the Kaplan and Siegel families, uh, Leona and um, Avram Eliezer. I'm thinking it's Siona. Yeah, it's Siona and Avram Eliezer. Uh, mazel tov to the uh, families, Kaplan and Siegel, from all of us here at JM and the AM, and uh, from Nachman Stacy, of course. A uh, couple of uh, announcements of events coming up tomorrow night, Thursday, August 3rd, 7.30. You're all invited to AFSI's annual Vladimir Zeb Jabotinsky's Memorial Tribute. That's at the Park East Synagogue, 7.30. Uh, that's at uh, 68th Street. The featured speaker is Danny Dayan, the Consul General of Israel in New York. 
And uh, guest speaker is David Hatwell, an educator and president of the One Family Fund. For information on RSVP, please call 212-828-2424, 212-828-2424. That's taking place tomorrow night. And then uh, this coming Shabbos, August 5th, the Adult Education Committee of the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills invites the community to hear Rabbi Aaron Rakefet Rothkoff. He'll be speaking twice, one Shabbos afternoon at 6.30 before Mincha. His topic will be positive developments in the Torah scene in Israel. And then uh, at Shalashudah's following Mincha at 7.40, he'll speak on Moscow Revisited, A Miracle in Our Times. That should be very, uh, very exciting. And uh, that's taking place this coming Shabbos. Men and women are invited. And that is the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Golwas, Rabbi Golwas's words, Lezecha Nishmas Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We find an interesting law in the Shulchan Aruch. If a person passes a place where a miracle happened, we can make a bracha. The Talmud explains that this is only specific places, not all places where a nace might have happened. In the same way that all nisim do not warrant a bracha, so too all times of calamity do not warrant a tainus or a fast day. We also find it interesting that why was this bracha instituted for Yechidim? Why not for all of Klal Yisrael? There were many calamities that happened throughout history. Crusades, Inquisition, the Holocaust. Why specifically do we commemorate Tisha B'Av as a universal day of Avelus, or mourning? In order to understand this, we have to take a look at what the Beis Amikdash represented. It says the Beis Amikdash itself was a place where Klal Yisrael could pour out their hearts to Hashem. They could find a great source of Amuna in strength. It was a great source of Kedusha and inspiration for the entire world. We full well realize the wondrous sights of Shloish Regalim when Klai Yisrael was Eule Regal. We understand what the Simchas Beis HaShoeva was in the Beis HaMikdash and what that represented to all of us as a source of Simcha. If we analyze it closely, we see that the four fasts all center around the Beis HaMikdash. Asor HaBeteves, Shivos HaBetamuz, Tishabov, Tzom Gedalia. The great Goyen Reb Chaim Brisker was once on the road in Germany at the time of Tishabov. The Ascala movement had caused much damage for Klau Yisrael. Most of the Jews of the city hadn't come to Shul to cry over the Chorban. Reb Chaim found himself among the few who were sitting in Shul, weeping on the floor and saying kinnis over the Chorban Beis Amikdash and over the terrible Chorban of the Jews of Germany. On Tishabov itself, towards evening, one of the inhabitants of the city came into Shul. The clothing he wore indicated that he was very far away from Yiddishkeit. However, his face was sad. You could see the pain. He sat on the floor of the Shul, not far away from where Reb Chaim was sitting, and he began to cry over the Chorben Beis Amikdash to the great wonder of Reb Chaim. What had moved this Jew to come to the Beis HaMedrash now to cry over the Beis HaMikdosh, in contrast with most of the Jews of the city. Reb Chaim asked the man, and the man told him 
that his business had gone down. He had fallen on hard times. The man continued, He has no suffolk that when the gula will come, his personal tsaras will go away and his lot will be uplifted. Everybody who was gathered laughed, but Reb Chaim spoke out. If this person at least connects his personal tsaras to the Chorben Beis Amikdash, it is a sign that all is not lost. There is hope and there is a future. Yisrael Afal Pishachatu, Yisrael Hain. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser, for those words. We'll be continuing now with uh, stories from Rabbi Shlomo Kabach. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to play two back-to-back. Yesala, the Holy Miser, and then update. Yesala, 1994. So it's going to take us uh, past the top of the hour at 8 o'clock. We're going to play uh, right through that. And then continue with stories up until 9 o'clock. So here is Yesala, the Holy Miser, of Shlomo Kabach, Greatest Stories.
my sweetest Michelin and for my sweetest Dari. Someday you together with all the children of the world, you'll have your own children and grandchildren. But I want you to know.
was 1550. We were so persecuted. We were so poor. We lived in the in a ghetto in Krakow. But there was one rich Jew, and his name was Yosselin. But he was the greatest miser in the world. His whole life, he never gave one penny to one Jew. And you know something? He must have a heart of stone. You know, my beautiful friends, the miser. It's not part of the world because the world is created by God. If you're not giving, you're not part of society. Who would say good shabbos to him? Who would bless him as a good year? When Yosela walks the streets, people throw stones at him and call him a dirty miser. One day, the burial society was told Yosela is dying. They rushed to his bedside, and they said, "Yosela, you never gave a single penny to the poor. It's your last chance. Give us thousand rubles. That'll be the money for your grave, and we will give it to the poor." But Yosela, obviously at the heart of stone, he says, "I cannot afford more than fifty rubles." They got so angry at him, and they said, "Yosela." You can't take the one with you anyway. But he says, "No, I'm not giving more than fifty." They said, "Okay, Yosela, we are not going to bury you." He just smiled and he says, "I'll bury myself. I did a lot of things by myself." They said, "If you don't give us thousand rubles, we will not bury you." They got up to walk out. At that moment, was his end. He said, "Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikenu, Hashem Echad." God is one, but it was so ugly because they thought. I guess he's thinking about the money he saved. They walked out and they kept their word. Yosef died Sunday night.
woman knocked on his door and he said, I'm coming. Give me some money to buy food for the holy Shabbos, the covered Shabbos. Abkama says, I'll be so happy to give you some money, but why today? I know you for so long. You never asked me. And he says, I'm coming. I want you to know. For 20 years, for 20 years, I don't have a job, can't make a living. But every Thursday morning, every Thursday morning, under my broken door, under my broken heart, my broken life, there is an envelope. On the envelope it says The covered Shabbos In honor of Shabbos But not today But not today Two minutes later There was another knock on the door The poor man says Rabbi give me money for Shabbos Where were you last week? For the last 10 years, every Thursday morning under my broken door, there's an envelope, there's two hobbles. That night all the poor people came, and everybody told of that envelope. And one envelope was five rubles, and another envelope was two rubles. Avremele. What do you do, Avremele? 
Next to Holy Mother Sarah Have everything But there's one thing I need There's one thing I'm missing I would give up all of paradise For just one more Thursday morning There no poor people in heaven There no broken doors in heaven There are not envelopes look over chubbers How did it feel to be buried all by yourself? Haha, <laughs> Yosele smiled. I'm coming. Believe me, I was not alone. Avram Avinu. Yitzhak Avinu. Yaakov Avinu. The four holy mothers. Moshiach, Yosef, David. They were all there. David walked behind me playing a song. Held a candle in front of me. Of Yosel and the Holy Miser. There were so many 
tears So many tears The next day the Catholics were supposed to be the hosts But something went wrong with the kitchen and the church And they asked the rabbi to have another kosher meal But I was not the host so I was sitting in a corner Joe, the assistant bishop, came up to me and he says, I want you to know, the story you told yesterday was so beautiful. The bishop couldn't sleep all night. And I, I'll never be able to tell you how much it means to me. But please, the bishop invites you to tell the story one more time. I told the story again and again. I filled with tears My heart was filled with depths I was there for a whole week The last night I gave a concert For the whole university A second before I go on stage Joe the bishop comes to me And I saw he's beside himself He's crying He says please don't think I'm crazy But I must hear the story one more time I promise after the concert I will tell you my story Join me Da 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 America 
you cured her. And then he married her under the condition that she'll never tell the children that she is Jewish. My father's a very devout Catholic, so you see. Tears flowing over your forehead. 
when you said the story yourself in Krakow I knew my mother reminding me He pulled out a ticket It says New York, Tel Aviv He says tomorrow morning at dawn I'm leaving I'm not taking anything with me I'm flying to New York New York, Tel Aviv He will not hear from me for a long time Because I know my father will call the international police To look for me And don't, I don't ever want my father to know That my mother told me that she's Jewish he really did save her life but one thing I promise you is the one the only one who give me the privilege to marry you in the holy city the night before the wedding I will go to the holy wall and I will write you a letter whenever I came to Shlaim I'm looking for Joe the bishop but how could I recognize him I'm sure we know he has a beard and payers And he doesn't have a big cross hanging down his neck anymore. Couldn't find him. 1979. So many years later. One day I'm going to my office. And I'm holding a letter in my hands. On one side it says my name. On the other side it says. Yossele from Krakow. Now Yerushalayim, the holy city I'll be shaking until Mashiach is coming Just remembering when I opened the letter And this is what it says To my friend and brother Shlomo Thank you for all eternity To remind me that I am not Joe That I am Yosef from Krakow
8.09 in the morning, Ten, just about 10 minutes after the top of the hour. Hour number three here on JM and the AM for a Wednesday morning. Matas Weingast with you. I'm in for Nachum Siegel. Nachum's in Israel, and uh, tomorrow morning he'll be broadcasting from the uh, Yom NCSY in Renana, and then on Friday he'll be with the NCSY summer programs in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Very, very exciting uh, very, very exciting uh, programs. Let me just double-check that schedule Friday with the NCSY summer programs in Beit Shemesh. Uh, and uh, yep, tomorrow he'll be in um, in Renana with the Omen CSY. We're here with you this morning, as we do on the uh, 10th of Av. In the morning of the 10th of Av, we play songs by Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach. And we just heard uh, Yesla, the Holy Miser, and Yesla in 1994 from... Uh, Shlomo's Greatest Stories programming continues after 9 o'clock today with more great stories from Shlomo Kabach and uh, and then a live lunch with uh, with host Avrami and he'll transition us into great Jewish music post Tisha B'Av programming here on JM and the AM. Glad you could all join us this morning. We're going to continue with, uh, with more stories of uh, from Shlomo Kabach right here on JM in the AM.
see together with me and I together with you. Be together with our children. They see them harness the horses. They all jump on the Rebbe's carriage. It's getting darker, darker, darker. Yeah, but also more light, more light, more light. The moon looks different. The star looks different. The whole world is beautiful. They're driving, but it's really late. The Chassidim say, Rebbe, it's time for afternoon prayer. This is not yet, not yet. They're driving over mountains, over valleys, through little villages. The Chassidim say, Rebbe, it's midnight. Rebbe says, okay, the next village will stop. We'll stop at the outskirts of the city. There's a little Kretschme, a little inn. They stop the horses. And an old man, maybe 80, maybe 90, maybe 120, comes out and he says, Friends, what can I do for you? And the rabbi says, Please, give us permission to offer the afternoon prayer in your inn. It was summertime, the windows were open. And I don't have to tell you, in the little village at night, it's quiet. And you see them again yelling on top of their lungs. And all the sweet little peasants were woken up from their dreamland. And they hear yelling, they were sure it's a fire. Because in Russia, God forbid, 150 years ago, a fire destroys the city. Everybody got up from their beds and their pajamas and took water and ran over to the inn. When they came to the inn, they realized... Yeah, there is a fire, but not a fire which destroys. What a fire. A fire which can rebuild your heart, your soul. A fire which lasts forever. But you know, my beautiful friends, the Ishbitz says, when you study and the person next to you doesn't know what you're studying, nothing happens to him or to her. But when you pray with all your heart, even the person next to you who doesn't know anything has to pray with you. So all the peasants began yelling on the top of their lungs. They began crying and begging from the deepest depths of their hearts like never before. It was like after the Messiah has come. The prophets say my house is a house of prayer for all nations. Want you to sing with me. One day, one day, the whole world will be in your shrine. We and the peasants, the peasants in the world, the world and God will pray together.
dancing together There was just one One heart, one soul The peasants ran home to bring apples and grapes And fruits for the Holy Rebbe It was late The Rebbe says it's time to go He blessed the peasants And they all sat on the wagon And one second before they took off The Holy Kalina says to the innkeeper Saw Nu What are you waiting for? Tell me already He says Rebbe Today is my birthday It's my 107th birthday I want you to know 100 years ago The Holy Bachemte was here Offering the afternoon prayer They yelled on top of their lungs And all the peasants came And they prayed with them, they danced with them And then they blessed each other The Holy Bachelet was about to leave He called me over, put his holy hand
I gave him a blank piece of paper But the paper was soaking wet Tears of two thousand years exile My uncle came to the border The Nazi says Where's your passport? My uncle pulled out a blank piece of paper The Nazi began saluting him says, I don't think Germany ever had the honor of a great person like you visiting us. Let me have the privilege of giving you a letter to the police all over Germany to protect you. My uncle was a week in Germany. The Nazis drove him around all over, paid for his hotel, came back. You know, my beautiful friends, Rebbe told him, swear to me, as long as I live, you will never tell anybody about the passport. My uncle came back, I didn't tell anybody. The holy Munkacher passed away in 1936, and before he passed away he says, I see a darkness coming upon the world, I don't want to be there. Before the Second World War, my uncle gets so sick, and he knew his hours are numbered. He called his family. I was seven years old. I was also called, and this is what he says: I want you to know, I have a Munkacher passport. Told her the whole story. This is what he said. This is my last will. When you bury me, you stall it long. When you bury me, put the Mungacha passport in my hand. Put the holiest Rebbe, his passport in my hand. If the Rebbe's passport opened gates in this world Who knows how many gates It'll open for me In the world to come You know my beautiful friends I think the only borders between nations They're borders between us and God Borders between one human being and the other So many borders between husband and wife, between parents and children. You know why there's no peace in the world? Because the world needs a Munkacher passport. between them? 
No borders between them and their children. No borders between rich and poor. You know, when people get married, the beginning of the ceremony is the groom puts the veil over the eyes of his beautiful bride. You know what he's giving her? A Munkacher passport. A Munkacher passport. You know what the Holy Bride is doing? She walks around the groom seven times. You don't see anything. It's a Munkacher passport. It's a Munkacher passport. Passport from uh, Shlomo Kalbach, greatest stories here on the JM and the AM. I just one guest with you, and we're getting ready to uh, play our last segments of songs from uh, Shlomo Kalbach. We're going to end off with the Schwarze Wolf and the song Nachmu Nachmu Ami. Coming up in uh, just a moment, final reminders of the Morning Greet program and continues all day long here on the stream on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're uh, live lunch with Avrami today, 12 p.m as he transitions into a great Jewish music post-Tishabov uh, programming. Nachum will be in uh, broadcasting from Israel tomorrow, and he'll be with uh, Yom NCSY in uh, Ranana, and then uh, he'll be with the uh, NCSY summer programs in uh, Beit Shemesh on Friday, so that's something to look forward to, of course. And uh, let's see... Uh, Final uh, Mazel Tov to Nachum and uh, Stacy's friends, the Kaplans of the Lower East Side, on the upcoming wedding of Tziona and uh, Avram Eliezer. So we wish them a Mazel Tov and to the Siegel family on uh, on that. And uh, also, as I mentioned earlier, there's some programs coming up later this week, tomorrow night. Uh, there will be uh, AFC's presentation of the uh, Vladimir Zev Jabotinsky Memorial Tribute that's taking place at the Parky Synagogue, 7.30 tomorrow, featuring uh, Danny Dayan and uh, David Hatuel. And then on Shabbos, Young Israel Q Gardens Hills presents Rabbi Aaron Rokefet Rothkoff with, uh, with, two, uh, with two times the speaking on uh, Shabbos afternoon. We're going to go now to uh, Schwarz Wolf and Nachamu Nachamu to end up our programming this morning here on JM in the AM. Tari 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 
So much for the friends, everyone in the world. Heard of the Kajnitsa Magi, the holy, the exalted, the deep, the tremendous. May his memory be a blessing for all of Israel. One day, one day, the rabbi of a city, maybe Chanstokov came to him. And he said, Holy Rabbi, I'm married for 18 years. God has not blessed us yet with children. Please, Holy Rabbi, Holy Master, pray for us. Bless us with children. And the Kojus Samagit closed his holy eyes. And said to him, my dear friend, I'm sorry. All the gates of heaven are closed. The rabbi of Chesterfield. And he knew what it means to leave this world without children. He says, Rebbe, I can't believe that nobody in the world can open the gates of heaven. Samagit said to him, my dear Rabbi, do you know by any chance in your city there is a Yiddale by the name Schwarzewohl. The most obnoxious Jew in the whole city. Disgusting, vulgar. Nobody wants to talk to him. When he walks into shul, everybody moves away. Yes, I had he is the head of the 36 that he killed. In his hands the seven and a half. If you can get invited by him for one Shabbat. And he can bless you. He is the only one. He is the only one. For whom all the gates of heaven are open. You know, friends, what it means to go to Lamed Vov Tzaddik, the Holy of Holies, the deepest of the deep. So the Rabbi of Chenstrov came home, he prepared himself. He recited the Psalms and Mamash repented and he promised God everything in the world. The Schwarze Wolf lives in the forest. He's a woodchopper. So he thought the only way of being really, making sure I'm invited for Shabbos, I knock on his door two minutes before Shabbos. I'll tell him I got lost in the forest and he has to invite me. Two minutes before Shabbos, the Yidel of this rabbi knocks on the door of the Schwarze Wolf. And here, my dear friends, I want you to concentrate in the deepest way. You know, the Lamed of the Deacon is so holy and so real. They are absolutely your mirror. 
If you look at them and they look obnoxious, because you're obnoxious. If you look at them and you think they're ugly, Gewalter, you're ugly. If you look at them and you see how holy they are, because you are so holy. So, the rabbi of Chancellor knocks on the door of the Schwarze Wolf and the most ugly woman in the world, obnoxious really, with the most vulgar language, the most disgusting curses, opens the door and curses him out before she even talks to him. And he says, please invite me for Shabbos. I'm lost in the forest. I can't make it back to the city anymore. And let me not tell you what she said. He says, please, please, please. And she tries to slam the door in his face. He's very fast. He puts his foot in the door. He has a look in the house. And those children, really, he has never seen such obnoxious looking children. And usually children look beautiful, but they're terrible. But you know what? He knows it's him. Gewalt is he far away. Gewalt, Gewalt is he far away. She says to him, listen, my dear friend, if my husband comes home and he finds you here, you'll never see daylight again. He will kill you with his own hands. The only thing I can suggest to you If you want to stay in the stable, we have a horse there. Just do your thing and don't dare opening the door to a house. For all cases, he had two candles with him and a little challah and fish. And you know, sweetest friends, obviously the Lamed of Tzadikim don't go to shul. I hate to say bad things, but some of the shuls I really know. I can understand why the Lamed of Tzadikim don't daven there. But the Lamed of Tzadikim have their own minion. Late, late at night, the Schwarze Wolf came home and he could hear the heavy steps. He could hear him talking to his wife. The door opens. And if the Schwarze Wolf ever looked gruesome, it was that night. It was frightening. He walks up to him and he says to him, Listen, my dear brother, if you dare opening the door to my house, I'm killing you with my own hands. And one second after Shabbos, I want you to disappear from my stable. Slams the door. To make it very short, sweetest friends, open your hearts again. He couldn't sleep Friday night. Can you imagine Schwarzenbub is next door? All he needs is one blessing. And he can't go in. Shabbos morning early, he heard the Schwarze Wolf going back to Darwin in the forest. Late afternoon, he came back. He's trying to do tshuva, he's thinking, Rabbanshim, I promise you, but there comes a point he doesn't have anything to say to God anymore. And it's getting later and later. Suddenly he looks out of the window of the stable. There's three stars on the sky. Shabbos is over. And he knows my life is over. 
It looks to me, God forbid, I'll never have children. But suddenly, fell to the ground And for the first time in his life Imamish prayed to God Please let me have children At that moment, at that moment He felt the softest hand on your head On his head He looked up, it was a schwarze Shining like the high priest On Yom Kippur And he said to him, my dearest, sweetest friend Come in and join me for Shalashudis For the third And whatever the rabbi of Chenstochov thought the holy Besam Mikdash would look like, believe me, the house of the Schwarze Wolf was even more holy. And the wife of the Schwarze Wolf who looked so ugly yesterday, she was so exquisitely beautiful. And the children goes without saying, They were all little high priests And the Schwarze Wolf says I know what you came for And I bless you to have a son I have only one request Please call him Schwarze Wolf after me And you know, his first reaction was, but you're alive, how can I call my son after you when you're alive? But the awe was, was no time to ask. After Havdole, he left, went home to his wife and he told her, I got the blessing from the Schwarze Wolf. The next morning he goes to shul. After the davening is over, he sees there was a commotion in the synagogue, the shamas, walks around, everyone asking everyone for favors, and nobody wants to do it. He calls the shaman and says, what's going on here? He says, oh, somebody died, and just nobody wants to go to the funeral. Well, he says, who died? The Schwarze Wolf. The Holy of Holiest. The deepest of the deep The most precious of all precious The shaman says nobody wants to go to the funeral Gewalt He ran up to the beam and he yelled from the deepest depths of his being Yidin Do you know who he was? Do you know that he was the head of the Lamed of Tzaddikim? 
that he was Mamish, the holiest person of our generation. We never said good Shabbos to him. We never gave him an aliyah. We laughed at him. Listen to me, friends. This was 180 years ago. A long time after. Many tears after. A lot of Jewish blood after. 1944. The Holy Rebbe of Bells came to this holy land. And the first Shabbos in Tel Aviv Everybody knows in bells People put bottles of wine and be on the table Everybody gets a glass of wine You walk up to the rabbi, tell him your name And your father's name or your mother's name And the rabbi blesses you There was an old Yidale, very old Yidale And two people were holding him He made his way to the bells rabbi And the Belzer Rebbe says to him, My precious brother, what is your name? And he says, My name is Schwarze Wolf Ben Chana. And the Belzer Rebbe says to him, Are you the grandson of the first Schwarze Wolf who was called after the Lamed Wolf Tzadik? And he says, Rebbe, you know the story? And the Belzer Rebbe says, Yes, Heliger Schwarze Wolf. I know the story, but nobody ever will remember unless you do me a favor. And he said to the Eden, Please lift up this old Yidale. He was maybe 100 years old. Lift him up and sit him on the table. Let him tell all the Eden who are here. So in order that the story should be remembered. You know, my most darling friends, I had the privilege of hearing the story from a person who was the first Friday night in Bells. This is not the end yet. Five years ago, five years ago, I had the privilege of giving a concert in Old Sham in Tel Aviv. And out of nowhere, I remember the story of the Schwarze Wolf and I told the story to the people. Suddenly in the last row, in the last row, somebody begins to wave his hand and he says to the people, I want you to know, I want you to know. There's a little boy in my class in Bnei Brak. His name is Schwarze Wolf And he is named after his Elter, Elter Seide, the Schwarze Wolf Who told the story to the Belzer Rebbe Good Shabbos, good Yom Good Yom good Shabbos I'm begging you, please promise me, keep on telling the story, keep on telling the story.
on remembering the Schwarze Wolf. You know, sweetest friends in Jerusalem, do you know how many Schwarze Wolves are walking around on the street? And I always know inside of me, when you walk in Jerusalem and see some real obnoxious people, you never know. Never know. I'd like to sing one more little bit sad song, a little bit happy both. The Kovitz is Shabbos. Give me how many, friends, give me how many, hold on to the last note. Can you imagine? Can you visualize? Can you think about? About 2,400 years ago, somewhere on a street corner, in the holy city Yerushalayim. And maybe, 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 it was on Matzohe Shabbos. No, sweetest friends, let me tell you, according to our tradition, everybody knows that the Haftarah, the portion of the Prophet we read, after a certain portion of the Torah, that means that the Prophet prophesied this on that Motsoi Shabbos, of the portion of that we hear. We start getting involved in the depths of it right now. The Shabbos was Hanan 2,400 to 500 years ago, Yishaya Novi listened to the Pasha was Hanan and he came down to the streets and he prophesied and he said Nachamu, Nachamu
sweetest friends. Says Nachem und Nachme Ami. Console my people. Don't ever stop consoling them. And then it says, Dabru alev Yerushalayim. Speak into the heart of Yerushalayim. And call unto her. You know, sweetest friends, sometimes a person is so desperate for consolation. Sometimes a person is so desperate for one good word that when you want to give it to them, they run away. Can you imagine Mashiach walking right now? Most of us would just run through the window. Couldn't believe it. I want it so much, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he says, Dabu, When she runs away, don't stop. Run after her and keep on crying loud. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I know it's so true. Sometimes you want to talk to your children, they're crying. And they run away. Because they're waiting for Mashiach so desperately. Give me how many one more time. As we uh, get set to end off our show this morning. Thanks everyone for joining me this morning. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning. He'll be uh, with the Yom NCSY in Renana and then Friday with the NCSY summer programs. Thanks everyone again for joining us. Great programming continues all day long, including live lunch with host Avrami at noon today. Take care everyone. Have a great day from all of us here at JM in the AM.